Hello, and welcome to a special edition of TID Talks, How She Built This, featuring Jessica Levison of Peekaboo Ice Cream. This series is meant to be more of a one-on-one -on -one intimate discussion on the journey of building a business as a woman and as a mom. This is Ticha, one of the Tiffany's, and I have the pleasure of speaking to this phenomenal mom and founder today. So Jessica, I was on your site, eatpeekaboo.com, and just salivating over all of the flavors, especially the vanilla and smoky zucchini. I think that was it. And then yeah. the chocolate and the cauliflower, which just mind-boggling, sounds so delicious. But before we jump into the ice cream empire that you've begun, do you mind if we remind back to where you're from and how you developed the mindset of an entrepreneur? Basically, just tell us about you. Sure, I would love to. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I mean, when I look back, it's funny because I look back and I think at the time they didn't seem like anything interesting, but I grew up in Miami. I was actually born in Toronto. Um, so I went to, you know, through high school in Miami, and then I went to the University of Michigan for undergrad, which was business school. And then I went to New York for New York law school and sort of weaved in through my whole sort of, I don't know, like upbringing. There was always these little sparks of like hustle, side hustles. Um, and so it's funny because when I look back and I think like, I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur, but looking back, there was always like something I was trying to do better something I was trying to innovate on, um, something I was trying to sell someone or even, you know, charitable, uh, like how can I sort of, how can we leverage this opportunity to help, you know, those that don't have. Um, so I guess like, you know, in hindsight, it's always sort of been part of my fiber is, yeah. you know, being an entrepreneur. And where do you think that came from? Were you emulating someone in your family or is this something that was just like innately born within you? I don't know. I wonder, another funny thing is like, I've, I always like look back and think like, what do I do for fun? Like I don't enjoy watching TV or reading books or anything. It's really like, I'm always just randomly thinking of stuff. So maybe it just comes from literal boredom. Um, my father was always, you know, a business owner. My mom just super intelligent and always like, you know, for higher education. So maybe sort of the convergence of both of those um, things. And, um, but always their focus was never really, you know, money or becoming wealthy or it was the focus was never, ever, ever money. It was always like, how can you help in whatever capacity? Mm -hmm. So may, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head because that's like entrepreneur one-on-one. -on -one. You don't get into this for the money, right? this for the impact. And then maybe one day you'll be a billionaire, but right. if you're looking for just the big bucks, you should just be an accountant, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Like or some, play the lottery, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were kind of on that path as a lawyer, right? Like a, a nice in-house litigation making 300K a year. Like that would have right. been, you know, a, a good moneymaker. But you definitely took on the mindset of doing something more and really bettering the lives of many. So that that is really, really incredible. Yeah, it's, it's actually, so when I was practicing law, so I had the big firm gig mm -hmm. and I left that to work for Legal Aid, which is a nonprofit. Um, so yes, yeah, so I was representing low income families um, with like public housing and legal aid, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was also sort of in the vein of like helping, how can I sort of make a situation better, whether through a product or a service or whatever. So yeah, it's never, it's literally never been about yeah. money. Maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it seems as though you have quite a few huge things coming up. So you're probably on that billionaire trajectory. <laughs> I, have, I have faith in you. 
So this, this is kind of the perfect segue into Peekaboo. So tell me about how it started. I was making, I, so again, in this sort of like naive, how can I, you know, I can do it better. Like I can fix things and, and improve things. Um, I was actually practicing law at Legal Aid and I live in a small town called Surfside. Uh, it's just north of Miami Beach. It's this magical little tiny beach town uh, between Miami Beach and Bell Harbor. And I thought I can, I mean, I had just met my husband who had a house in Surfside and I was like, that they need a, they did an ice cream shop and I can do that. I mean, well, I had never been in, you know, food and beverage. I'd never opened, I like, I, I had never been, you know, opened up a business. I'd never been a shop owner. Mm-hmm. I just knew how to sort of defend, you know, defendants, um, clients. Like I, I didn't know anything, but I thought I could do that better. How hard could that be? And I ran the permits myself, did the build out, learned to make ice cream, started making ice cream, um and it's been 13 years and then sort of through that um i started experimenting with different flavors and we would get orders from you know hotels on south beach that wanted these really innovative combinations Mm -hmm. and then of course when i started having kids i left the practice of law uh actually i got fired (laughs) (laughs) were you spending too much time on the ice cream i got canned no they lost funding it was sad yeah i know i I love that job Oh, I'm so- But it led to so many other things, right? I mean, it opened other doors because I was like balancing both forever, uh, you know, for many years. And with kids too, so. Yeah, well, I was actually pregnant with my first um, and and they didn't actually even know that I was pregnant with my first uh, because it was like that early on. And, and, and so they lost funding and they moved me to a different department that I didn't love and I was terrible at it. and then I got fired. So, so then I focused exclusively on ice cream and just grew, you know, our shop and our business and our wholesale accounts. And then when my daughter was already like two years old and really hating veggies and I'd come home, like everyone loves me, you know, I mean, who doesn't love me at an ice cream shop? I'm like the greatest person ever. And, but I come home and my daughter hates my guts cause I'm trying to get her to eat carrots. Yeah. Um, so I thought, how can I sort of continue to innovate? But now instead of like enhancing the flavor profile and like honoring all these like, you know, unique ingredients. Why don't we hide them? (laughs) Make my job as a mom way easier. You know, like, let's not be so fancy. Let's Uh just get the job done. Um, So that was like the inspiration behind Peekaboo. And I thought if it's something that I, as a parent thought was genius, Mm -hmm. uh, it belonged somewhere bigger than just my, you know, local scoop shop. It should be in supermarkets. And again, I thought, how hard could that be? Right. Right, right. <laughs> like, easy peasy. <laughs> oh my gosh! And then, because you had you had to have gone through a pretty rigorous permitting, um, food and beverage license process your very first time. So, yep. do you think that gave you the confidence, or it, did it kind of like discourage you a little bit from like going that other route? It's funny because I never even thought about it, but but looking back, yeah, it it gave me enormous confidence because. Mm-hmm especially Miami, <laughs> running permits of any kind, like anybody that's ever done business in Miami, it's a circus. <laughs> so I, it, like, it just, things can't get done. Yeah. Um, so it did give me confidence, like, cause it was something so outside of my comfort zone that I had no experience with that mm-hmm. literally being with persistence and research, that's all it took. I mean, it wasn't money. It wasn't expertise. It was just being per- persistent and not taking no for an answer. Yeah. And then I opened up a, I had a pop-up in Wynwood, which is a really cool little artsy area down here. Um, 
and th that was also before peekaboo and i turned basically a garage space well first i squatted i opened up an ice cream shop in a garage space <laughs> And the landlord hadn't noticed. And then like after three months, <laughs> after three months, the landlord walks by and he's like, who are you? And I was like, who are you? Cause like, obviously I didn't know who the landlord was. <laughs> I had no lease. Oh, oh my God. And he's like, I'm the landlord. What are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I just thought this was like, and it was during Art Basel. I was like, this is performance art. What do you, we're like, this is. <laughs> and he's like, look, I think it's a good idea actually just clean up your, you know, just make it look nice because now you're like in a garage space with like a ghetto ice cream cabinet like oh make it look nice and you could stay um and that was also really hard because i need you know i had to actually get a restaurant license in a garage spot so with no plumbing whatever i made that you just brought back a lot of memories so but all those little like all those little moments where you're like oh i can't do it and then you're like i can do it you know like sort of lead and build up to give you this like probably a uh, psychotic confidence. <laughs> That's like, I like this, you know, like, uh, but you know, there's like confidence to think like, if you want something badly enough and that's really entrepreneurship. Like if you want something badly enough mm -hmm. that you go for it. I mean, cause you'd have to be nuts to open a business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So prior to, to coming to that decision of opening your first ice cream shop, had you made ice cream even as a hobby before, or were you at least an ice cream enthusiast? Oh my God, enthusiast. Like I would drive, yeah, I would drive like 20 to 30 minutes from my like office job to get my favorite scoop of ice cream during lunchtime. Uh -huh. And then so I'd eat it in the car. And then by the time, you know, so by the time I got back, like I, I, it was just a road trip, um, obsessed with ice cream. And I was tinkering at home, like I would make it and I had this little machine that was so noisy. My husband would be like, okay, close the kitchen door. Cause it was like, for like 45 minutes to make like three scoops of vanilla um it was like enough already enough <laughs> but i mean he got to be one of your first taste testers yeah yeah you're innovative with the flavor so i'm sure he appreciated it then yeah yeah i mean he always jokes because i guess in high school he worked at an ice cream shop so he's like i'm i'm in the industry like this is my advice to you <laughs> i'm in the industry <laughs> That is like amazing. you were 14. Okay. <laughs> um, that is yeah. Listen to me. I have this. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that is so great. So, I mean, the, the whole thing about peekaboo is really bridging the gap between decadence and nutrition, right? So, prior to your firstborn, she's, I'm guessing, the eight year old daughter. Yeah. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah. So, prior to her, what kind of flavors were you really experimenting with without having that nutritional component to it? Oh my God, we make, so my ice cream shop, we make really cool flavors like lavender orange and for hotel, which is so good. Uh, there's a local um, roaster here called Panther Coffee. Now it's a big deal, but back then, you know, so we make Panther Coffee um, ice cream. There's a, you know, Jay Wakefield is a brew, uh, beer, like a brewer, a brewery down here. So we make um, chocolate stout and just all kinds. And then the hotels would ask for, for example, like honeydew cucumber sorbet. Uh -huh. um and things also, like you that can make to order yeah 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 and like i hate rum raisin i don't believe that it belongs as a flavor like i think it's a crime to have i mean what who eats raisins and ice cream it's like disgusting so we never ever made it because i was like horrified by it but we'd you know like if three customers in a row come in and ask for it we'll make it <laughs> also like bubble gum ice cream with the bubble gums in it which is like clearly a choking hazard i don't know i mean like why 
So I'm a little too opinionated probably to like be in that, you know, like in the service capacity. Yeah. Uh, but if people ask for it, we'll make anything basically. Okay. Okay. But you made a cannoli flavor once, which is pretty good actually. Ooh, okay. Yeah. okay. Anyway. Oh, well, that sounds amazing. So, yeah. and, and listeners, I'm eight and a half months pregnant. So like, I can't have the beer, you know, I can't have all this stuff. Wait, could I, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Can I tell you when I was pregnant, I made, I, the, I made like potato chips, Funyuns, like the, and then people would come in like, why would you put Funyuns in ice cream? I wonder you might have liked that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it would be really interesting. What was the base flavor for that one? Oh my God. I, I don't, I, maybe like a toasted marshmallow. Ooh, that doesn't sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But um, yeah, so you have so much experience in that department. You've got three kids, eight, six, and four. So it's it's pretty extraordinary, right? Having them go into like a Whole Foods and then seeing the ice cream. Like, do you feel just like the pride emanating from them? It's such an incredible experience, especially because I, t- I have two girls. And for me, it's such a big deal for them to see me build something just as women. Cause like, as you know, I mean, everyone's got their different path and, and you know, their different experiences, good or bad. There's still something so different and special about being a woman in any kind of industry and a professional woman and a mom um, that it just, it makes me so proud to be able to show them that you can do, you know, even my brothers, when I open up my ice cream shop, my younger brother with love, of course, but they're always heckling me. He was like, if you open up an ice cream shop, I'll stand on the corner wearing an ice cream costume for like a month. Like nobody believed I can do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, you know, like he was joking and I, he's been incredibly supportive. But it's like being able to like, you know, look at my daughter and say like, what do you think about this font? What do you think about this logo? What do you think about this flavor? Like we can make it, you know? Like I, I, it's just, it's it's so empowering um, for me and for her, you know, for both of them, the, the little one is four, but, um, but, it, but even my son, you know, they're like always when they're on their zoom classrooms, always talking about, you know, peekaboo and oh. ice cream. And it's just, it's a very cool, it's just very cool. Cause it's very approachable. Like everybody knows ice cream. It's not like when I was practicing law and I could talk to them about, <laughs> you know, like, contracts or evictions or whatever like they just don't care <laughs> right but all of a sudden you're like should I make a cotton candy flavor or like a dinosaur tracks with peanut butter cups and then they get excited you know because they can have a say in it yeah it, that is so extraordinary because you're really setting such a great bar for them especially the girls to know like it, truly anything is possible because mom's doing it like how extraordinary is that like literally like you want to start an ice cream company, you can actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you know, like, it's just like, and it goes back to like, if you want something badly enough, mm-hmm. you know, and believe in it badly enough, then like, even if you're sort of going down the wrong path and need to pivot, right. There's always a way to fix and adjust and adapt. Mm-hmm. But if sort of you have that North star and like, you know, that you can help or do something better. I feel like, I don't know, go for it. No, absolutely. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about challenges because you strike me as someone that is just so positive and just full of sunshine and you can just go for it. Um, so 
I'm sure you probably don't talk about the challenges a lot, but you must have come with some adversity. And, you know, I took a peek at the notes and that first investor story just got me so riled up and mad. So let's talk about those challenges. You can relate because I was as pregnant as you are. So imagine like having this, you know, looking to someone as a mentor, um, having never fundraised before in my life. And he invested a lot of time in like helping me and like with packaging and stuff because he was in CPG, um, consumer packaged goods. So he had had a successful exit. And our last meeting, I was like, okay, so how, how should I go about? I've never asked anybody for money before. And it's not, I mean, I was like a cocktail wait waitress for like five minutes and people would like tip me. And I was like, no, 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 it's my pleasure. Like that's literally... <laughs> true story in New York City like that's how uncomfortable I am with like accepting money and and just uh, it was just I was like no it's my pleasure to serve you <laughs> finally like my boss was like this is not for you don't come back tomorrow yeah. <laughs> um so anyway so I was like how do I approach it I didn't know anything about pitch deck or anything and he said like very sincerely meanwhile he knew I went to business school he knew I went to law school mm -hmm. And like very sincerely, almost like trying to help. He was like, but, and you know, it's my husband, your husband does well, you know, I mean, do you need this? It's, it's hard having kids and you're pregnant and like, who's going to invest in a pregnant woman? Just, this is cute. <laughs> like, this is really cute. Go home, get a manicure, just be happy. And I was like, I remember sitting in my car, like on the verge of tears, like, how dare you, <clears throat> how, <clears throat> how dare you underestimate me? And I will show you, <laughs> you know, like you have that moment. I'm sure you've been there. Like we've all been there where you get underestimated at first. You're like, oh, is he right? And then you're like, uh, the self -doubt. him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I, I yeah. I, and I hope that was a really quick 180 for you. Oh my God. A hundred percent. And it's like, it's like, you need those moments of rage to mm -hmm. propel you forward. It's like, thank God for that moment. And thank God for everyone that said no, and you can't do it. And this is a cute business. And like, I can picture those men in my head. And like, I don't think they came from a bad place. Like, I don't think it was malicious. It was either ignorant, chauvinistic. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm like naive and whatever. I, I don't think they were bad people, right? Yeah. But it's like, all you need to really just, yeah. Wow. Okay. Anyway, so, but I do have to say, like, since then I've had, you know, I mean, for me, like my husband and my family are number one, right? Like, as long as they're like, go get them, <laughs> that's really all I need. Mm -hmm. um, but I have had like really incredible mentors and, um, you know, people that are like rooting me on even during those challenges and like about those challenges, it's hard to talk about mm -hmm. because you think like, what did I do wrong? And like, you know, but the truth is like in every business and especially a startup, like there's been so many challenges and you can let them crush you. And I've, you know, I've had those moments where I'm like, this is not, I'm going to have to start practicing law again. <laughs> like, we're like, should I check my resume? <laughs> and I've been that close where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta dig up my resume. <laughs> and I've, you know, the business is only two years old. So you can imagine if I say like, it's been more than a handful of times, like, you have these ups and downs where you have like these amazing moments. Like I did that. Like when I found that I was like filming shark tank, but you can't get too excited for too long. Cause you know, tomorrow or like in an hour, <laughs> I don't 
I don't know if we can curse on this, but like something's going to hit the fan, you know? <laughs> so like, you know, huge accounts I've gotten are huge successes. I never get too excited. You can't, you can't, you know, because there's always something that goes wrong or like we ran out of packaging to fulfill a half a million dollar order, <laughs> you know, organic cream is in short supply or there's COVID and, you know, like there's, there's always something, but I think it again comes down to like, I, I happen to be a very positive person. You got to stick with the goal and know that it's a windy road and everything will go wrong. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully one, like I, for me, I think like, it's funny because obviously this is how, how, you know, how she built this, like how I built this guy Raz the podcast is like, you know, one of my favorites also. And I think like everything that goes wrong, like is sort of more material for like how she built this podcast, you know, how I built this podcast when I go on Oprah, <laughs> like, you know, they never interview people that everything's gone well, right. It's not that inspirational to come from like a trust fund and build a business and sell a business for a billion dollars, you know, yeah, that would be nice. I mean, I, <laughs> I have time for that. <laughs> I would sign up for that. Um, but it's hard. You gotta like, you know, you just gotta know that you're doing something that's worth doing. And if there's a need to adjust because, you know, <clears throat> like our original packaging, I don't think was that effective. Mm -hmm. And that was like instinct and like a tough pivot to make, right? Like we have all this packaging out there. I know that it's not working, you know, but it's an expensive yeah, decision. Without like scientific backing, it's not like I interviewed or surveyed a million people. It's just like my gut as a consumer mm -hmm. and from talking to consumers is like, this is not working, but you know, so you pivot and you hope that you made the right decision. And, and so it's all about sort of being nimble, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. Keeping the goal as your North star and then staying nimble to all the challenges that will be thrown your way. Right. Yeah. And then wow. hope, hope it works out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not too surprised to hear that you were on the brink of quitting a few times, but like that's the true mark of an entrepreneur, right? You keep, you keep true to the path and you just make it happen. Yeah, I mean, you think it's like insurmountable and then, you know, like the same as like when I first started, people were like, how are you going to hide veggies and ice cream? That'll never work, you know? How are you going to open up an ice cream shop? You're a lawyer. How, even when I applied to business school, let me tell you, everyone told me it's impossible to get into Michigan business school. At the time, it was like the second two years of undergrad. Mm -hmm. And you have to score this and score that. And I had never even, I didn't even know Michigan had a business school. I just went for liberal arts. But all these people were like, you can't do it. And I was like, I'll show you. I didn't even want this. <laughs> <I'm gonna go. laughs> He was doing it. I know, thank God, because of course it was, you know, an amazing experience where I made, you know, learned an amazing, had an amazing education and just incredible contacts. And it's like one of those things that like, you know, your path, you got to just follow the path and like things sort of fall into place the way they're meant to fall into place. Um, but anyway, that was a detour. Sorry. No, no, not at all. And this is actually answering elements of my next question which is what would you have told your, your younger self or a budding entrepreneur i mean i think it's so important to just not beat yourself up and like you know it's hard and especially like when people are counting on you employees are counting on you investors are counting on you like you it's more than just it's bigger than just me right like i can't give up because it's not just me 
you know, I believe the world needs peekaboo and I have people depending on me and I don't want to like, I can't give up for my, for my kids, you know, like I can't. So it's like this overwhelming sort of sense of obligation. Um, but having said that, like, you know, you, you, and I'm still learning this because I'm so early on. So like, I, I, you know, I would defer to people that have been doing this a lot longer to like, you know, what you tell your younger self. But I think in a nutshell, it would be like, every decision good or bad is for the, you know, builds upon like a better product, a better you, a better company. Like it, it's all sort of moving toward that goal. And I think if you sulk and dwell on decisions that maybe didn't go right, it's like, it defeats a whole purpose. Like you learn and you move on and you don't make that mistake again. You know, I'll make other mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, I guess, not to beat myself up, not to take everything so personally Mm -hmm. And just know that as long as you're moving in a forward direction, you're doing something right. Yeah, exactly. So do you have any kind of role models or books or any sort of, you know, self-help guidance to help kind of hone that, that behavior and that like mindset of like forgiving and just moving, moving on? Because it's uh, hard. It's really hard. Um, no, I mean, uh, just advise, you know, uh, all, a lot of co-founders that I'm obsessed with, like startup co-founders that I just love and um, are so supportive and have either gone through the same thing or a couple years ahead. So I'd say I definitely, definitely rely on, I would say a handful of really generous other founders. Um, a book I'm reading now is Obsessed by Red Antler, the branding agency. That's very cool and very, very interesting. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, you know, I read, a, or I read a lot, but nothing like nothing, nothing in particular. Got it. Got you know, it. That I would, yeah. But, but I would say for any young entrepreneur or budding entrepreneur, get to know other founders. Hmm. Um, a hundred percent because you'll feel not alone. <laughs> uh, you'll avoid pitfalls that, that they've already sort of stumbled into, um, and just help the guy behind you or the woman behind, you know, coming up behind you, yeah. um, you know, like earlier on, which I also am always open to helping anybody that's interested. Wow. Okay. So, uh, trivial question. Have to ask about Shark Tank and that experience. Who was the scariest shark? Oh my God, Barbara. Barb. Barb was so mean. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And then the, the segment, even though it's like, what, 15 minutes, like how long were you actually in that hot spot on the stage? So 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, and it's funny because you never know how they're going to edit it. Um, and there were so many like fun things that were edited out. Yeah. Uh, but you don't know, it's like you're in the spur of the moment. So you, I don't even know what, like I vomited out of my mouth. And then, so afterward, I'm like, these are the memories I had. And I was trying to put everything together. And I'm like, they can edit it, but I don't know what, I, you know, you could sort of say something and it gets misinterpreted. Uh, I, for me, it was such an amazing experience. I thought they were so um, smart and respectful. And, you know, the lawyer and me, they would say something mm -hmm. and I'd be like, you know, like I'd have a retort or whatever, but at the end of the day, you realize that what they're saying, there's obviously truth to it. They're incredibly experienced and successful, but at the time I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> you know, like, 
Um, you're under incredible, incredible stress. <laughs> I know. But like, I remember Robert was like, well, you don't have a team and that's a yellow flag for me. I was like, I've built this by myself. Would just, I mean, yeah. if I can go this far, just me, oh, then sure. imagine. Yes. Singular. Exactly. 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 <laughs> Exactly. So, but it was such a, it was really such an incredible experience. Um, it was a year and a half ago, like I filmed it a year and a half before it aired. Mm -hmm. So, which is like eons and startup time, you know, growth, but, um, but it was a great experience. Another thing I would recommend to anybody to at least apply. I mean, you never know. How wonderful. Yeah. That's that's a good pitch for them. So (laughs) question and most important question where can we find peekaboo ice cream great question so you can buy online at eatpeekaboo.com um you can also find us in stores depending on the region we have a store locator but whole foods in the florida region and on the west coast we're in bristol farms lassen's safeway in the eastern division um so like pockets everywhere foxtrot Perfect. Perfect. And I think you created a special code for the TikToks listeners. I did. I did. It is up and running. It's T-I-T-T for 20% off. Amazing. Jessica, thank you so much for doing that for us. Oh my Um, God, you're so sweet. Of course. And thank you so much for making time for this conversation. It was an absolute, absolute pleasure speaking with you. Um, To our listeners, our mission has always been to connect with other modern women through the lens of our own experiences. So we thought this series and Jessica in particular would be a perfect, perfect fit. We have inadvertently jumped into this journey of growing our own business as well as entrepreneurs and thought these conversations would not only be empowering, inspiring, and refreshing for us, but for our listeners as well. So thank you so much again for tuning in. Jessica, thank you so much for being here. Oh my here. God, you're so welcome. <laughs> this is awesome. I love what you're doing and I'm so grateful that you even entertained a conversation with me. <laughs> and look at this humility with all of this experience. Wow, we, we truly, we, we are such big. <laughs> Can't wait to try the ice cream. Can't wait for our kids to try it. Um, thank you so much for that coupon code and we hope to hear from you again very soon. Yes, and have a um, healthy and easy delivery. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) All right, listeners, we will talk to you soon.